Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hour two of two. 10.05, right here on the fan. Uh, I'm privileged right now. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of kind of low-key giddy, man. I, uh, it's almost kind of like I haven't known my dude for over 20 years, man. But I'm, I'm glad he's here. He did not stand us up on Sports Sunday like so many do. I understand it's early, bro. It's, it's on Sunday morning, 9 o'clock is, it could be a reach, especially if you had a night that was anything kind of like mine. But uh, we have assistant coach for the Santa Cruz Warriors, here in the building, we have Mr. Michael Lee. What's going on, Mike? Mike, what's up, Rashad? Thanks oh, for having me. Man. Oh man, no, absolutely, bro. I'm glad glad you were able to kind of come in and, and everything, man. I know I've been asking, trying to get you on for for a little bit, man. I told Lynch a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, I'm have Mike Mike Lee on. He's like, oh, Mike Lee, Mike Lee. So <laughs> he knows you because of this, Mike. Let's go Mike ahead and Lee, put Mike the Lee. let's go ahead and start uh, here. Here we go. Uh, Mike Lynch is uh, a Syracuse alum. Uh. And oh, so the wrong for that. Th- that's that's where that initially he knows the name because uh, uh, unfortunately that was a you know a, a big or fortunately for him you right. know that 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 changed Syracuse basketball's fortune at least for that little bit. But uh, man, you have, you're somebody who's done seemingly everything you know in, in basketball <laughs> at this point. Man, you, you played for the Globetrotters, bro. Who nobody who plays for the Globetrotters, bro. Yeah. So yeah. tell tell me. So I remember I was living in Vegas and yeah. I went. I took a bunch of kids to the Orleans. Or to go see the Harlem, to go yeah. see the Harlem Globetrotters, and I'm looking, and I'm like, man, I know that head anywhere, and look at the <laughs> roster, and lo and behold, Mike Lee was on the Globetrotters. Man, what was that like? Because that's an experience that, I mean, people get to play basketball. A lot of people will play for the G League, and we'll make sure we get to asking questions about your experience with the G League and whatnot. But, man, what's it like to be a Globetrotter, bro? It was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. The be- honestly, the best part was the travel. We were in a, um, the domestic tour was six months long. So literally, we're in a different city every day, bussing. We just bus. Jump on the bus, get to the next city. You're in the gym. 11 o'clock, you might have a 3 o'clock game and a 7 o'clock. And you're there from 11 until you leave. Um, but met some great people. You know, it's, it's it's more entertainment. At that time, I was considered a competitive player, so you do the show. And then, like, the competitive players come on to give the showmen a rest. So I wasn't technically a showman per se. But mm-hmm. you're there so much, you just learn the show. You learn the acts. Um, yeah, so it was, it, it, I had a good time, but it wasn't enough competitive basketball for me. I was going to ask, what's it like to know you're going to win every night? Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, it's one thing to be, and we're going to talk to, and I'm talking about the hard glow travelers, not the Warriors. So I'm, I'm curious to know, <laughs> what's it like to know that every single night you go into play, you know, you're going to win by 70? Um, it's a lot of fun, but the, the funny thing is you technically don't have to win. Now it, it's staged, but when you see, um, the generals, when they're playing, they're, they're scoring. So 
our score has to obviously be higher than theirs at the end of the day. And if we don't, if we're not making those shots, if stuff is not going right, um, you can technically lose the game. But it's it's you're you're not gonna lose. You're, you're, <laughs> right. You're just you're just right. not. So um, no, nah, it was good. It was fun. Mike, so you know, obviously, you know, Rashad, you know, kind of went through all the different things that you've done, and you know, we we just had self enhancement basketball mm-hmm. camp last week and you know for those that don't know we've been running this camp for 37 years mike's been mr sci a lot of a lot of good things i was running up history. for mr classroom one year that's what's up <laughs> i got a t-shirt so, so you know one of the things that we always tell our our students is you know, right get as much out of the game as you can mm-hmm. right because at some point you won't be able to play mm-hmm. right and and get as much as you can and don't let it use you the other way so as you look at all the things you've done what's the most i guess fulfilling uh, you know, good time that you had playing basketball or or anything, with, whether it's coaching the Warriors, whether mm-hmm. it's right playing at Jeff, whether it was playing with Cisco kids. You know, what was your funnest time? Man, it's it's a uh, it's a great question. You know yeah. what? I've been I've been fortunate, uh, and I'll say back when I started playing basketball in third grade, I played with some amazing, mm-hmm. you know, talented guys. So Cisco, you know, Cisco was the foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father, um, Aaron's father, Mark Miles Senior, that was the foundation, but. Um, speed ahead, we get to Jeff. I had the time of my life at Jeff. Right. Um, it was just so teams. fun. You talk about Brandon Brooks, Anton Jarrell, John right. Tennant, Aaron Miles, uh, my brother, um, John Lee, the other Brandon Brooks, Sadiqi, mm-hmm. um, Isaiah Jackson, Curtis Lincoln. Like we had so much fun. We were kids, and I, I don't, we don't, I don't think at that time we understood the impact um, that we were having in Portland at right. that at that particular time. And then I can't leave out Marshall. You know, yeah. Marshall spearheaded. Um, that whole thing. He he was the genius behind that. I mean, that was um, a show. They, I mean, they were for for people that don't remember. I mean, these were rock stars. Absolutely, as, as, as kids. So, I remember being uh, I'm a sophomore, juniors that year. And mind you, this is a team that finished fourth in the nation that year. Uh, this was in third in the nation. Excuse me, I'm being corrected by Mike Lee. Uh, they finished third in the nation. Um, and this was a game I remember coming to. And uh, mind you, going to Grant High School and. This is the time where the Blazers were the best team in the NBA. The, uh-huh. the, the Rasheed Wallace and Damon Stoudemire-led Blazers, the ones that made it all the way to Game 7 of the 2000 uh, Finals, you know, that team would be in the front row watching you guys play on their off nights. Mm-hmm. And it was really literally the greatest show on earth. But you told me a story about one of your Warrior players about hearing that you were going to be an assistant for – for Golden State. Uh-huh. Would you mind telling people that oh, story? Yeah, so uh, hmm. this was last year at training camp, almost around this time, uh, September. But I'm at the Warriors facility, and Clay Thompson and Aaron are sitting there talking. And Clay, Clay and Aaron had seen each other previously, not too not too uh, long before that. And uh, Clay said, well, Aaron, who else you got on your staff? And I'm sitting there, so Aaron's like, Mike Lee. And Clay's like, Mike Lee, Mike Lee? <laughs> and I kind of look, look uh, I turn around, and Aaron's like, yeah. Mike is right there. And Clay was like, Mike, man, it's good to see you. I used to watch you play. So now I'm looking at him like, this is crazy. That's nice. Like, I'm I'm watching you, but, you know, Clay and his family spent a um, portion of their childhood in Oregon. So mm-hmm. at some point he came to some games. I remember his father, when I was a freshman, um, he called some – Michael uh, called some of our games. He, You know, he did um, commentary. Um, Absolutely. He used to work for so, Trailblazers. No, that was a lot of fun. But I, I do want to say this, and I'll say it on air um, – with that Jefferson team, you look at number three in the nation, and the way it's evolved now, a lot of these dominant teams, they're they're comprised of players all over the world, yeah. in some cases, all over um, the country. 
being number three in the country at Jefferson High School in Portland, Oregon, we all grew up literally in the same right. neighborhood. It That's just right. it just came together. It, yeah, it, you don't it, see it was, that anymore, right? No. Yeah, like like most of those powerhouses, like for instance, when uh, Oak Hill came here to play, yeah, uh, Grant collection of guys all across. It's the an all star team, right? This is yeah. where you go. Like for a lot of these kids, they graduate high school, then they go to Les Schwab. But I mean, to, <laughs> to Oak Hill to come play these kids, and so you're right for a team that's organic. That's a public school, right? To do that is 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 probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest feats that that I can recall. Yeah. Well, man, we got Mike Lee here, and we got him for the rest of the hour. So when we come back, man, we're gonna ask him some questions. Uh, the NBA season openers have been announced. Uh, we're gonna ask him about his Warriors. We're gonna get some NBA predictions. Uh, want to maybe ask a little bit about the the KD and um and uh, uh who is it um CJ situation and everything like that. How you felt about that? Uh, want to talk about your warrior winning ways, man. Maybe some of what y'all got can rub off on us here in the Northwest. But that's coming up next right here on Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten sixteen, right here on the fan. Uh, we're having man great conversation in here, just about man all types of stuff, man. <laughs> mainly, mainly basketball, and I think that's where we're gonna spend the last this last little part, kind of talking a little bit about uh, basketball. We spent the most of the first hour, all of the first hour, talking about football. So let's kind of switch it up, especially considering for us at Sports Sunday, we will be turning to Football Sunday. Uh, within the next two weeks, Jesse, is that when we turn into football Sunday? I I would assume so because we're gonna do our divisional breakdowns and everything every week. So so yeah, so a couple weeks until we have football Sunday. So I want to make sure we got all the hoop out of our system, and uh, we're gonna start with some NBA season openers. So it was announced uh, the other day who was gonna be playing in the first couple games. So uh, first day, which is October sixteenth, which is a Tuesday, it's gonna be. Best Tuesday I've had in a while. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers will be at the Boston Celtics, a healthy Boston Celtics. So you'll see Kyrie Irving back. Seemingly, we'll see Gordon Hayward back. I think that's what the, the plan is. So Boston looks like they could be the team of the Eastern Conference. But the team of the Western Conference, and we pretty much already know who that is, the Oklahoma City will be visiting the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. Um, on paper, it's not a matchup. I mean, I mean, just just being honest, like uh, Oklahoma City tends to looks like they tend to give you guys a, a struggle for a while. And I say you guys because Michael Lee is an assistant for the Golden State Warriors. So seemingly they give you guys a, a tough matchup. But usually by the third quarter of any team Golden State plays, it's pretty much over. How 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 do you guys get up for these games? Because, you know, out of 82 games. You know you don't have to win. You're only going to need to win 62 of those. Right, right, right. How do you get up for a game that you know you're pretty much going to run over every team? Well, let me correct you first. You said assistant for Golden State. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz Warriors, G- excuse yeah, me. Yeah, right. But, but uh, in affiliation with the Golden State cor- Warriors. Correct. No, I think um, I think a large part of that is Steve and the staff, um, just how they how they keep guys locked in. It's, it's, it's process, right? You, you play the right way, the game, the game will take care of itself. Um, but to be honest, um, in my time spent around them, they just have some amazing professionals. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like they, those guys show up and do their job um, every single day, um, and they're they're all leaders in their their own um, in their own right. Uh, but I, but I, that's what I would that's what I would say is the reason. I mean, they, those guys just show up and play. And you know, as the season goes, there's they they we can get you know sloppy at times, um, but for the most part, uh, man, they're the best at what they do um, collectively. Mm-hmm. So so so. You know, how do they deal with that? I mean, do, do you ever see, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tell you to give us the the, the, the secrets. But, oh, I am. But 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 in terms of, know the secrets, right, man. you know, you know, we, we always laugh. We're in the open gym and somebody takes those my turn shots. Hey, you know, how do you guys deal with that? I ain't shot in a while. It's my turn. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you know, you know what? Again, it goes back to the front office is mm-hmm. the type of guys they're bringing in. Right. And again, in my experience being around them, they genuinely do not care mm-hmm. who gets the shots. And it's a tribute to the way they play. I, I right. think they play a brand of basketball. You know, when they're playing their best basketball, they're not running offense. There's right. not there's no calls, there's no sets, there's there's balance the floor, pass and cut, find the open man. And they, they all trust each other enough that the ball's gonna come back to me. Steph knows he's gonna get his touches. Right. Clay knows he's gonna get his touches. Um K D the same. Um and so it's a, it's a trust thing, but that system is so it's so free. It's not a it's not a one man show. There's no emphasis on just one guy, you know. So so that leads into a great question. So so everybody you talked about, I think everybody's not in their head like, man, yes, those are those are guys that know how to play the right way. Then you sign Boogie in the <laughs> off season. How do you, I mean? What, what's your prediction? How do you think that works? Because you know whatever you want to say about him. He doesn't have the same reputation as these other guys, as guys uh-huh. that are great teammates and great in the locker room. Uh-huh. His reputation is something that's a little bit different and different than what we're used to seeing from Golden State. Correct. Um, but, you know, Boogie wanted to be there. Right. He, he he wanted to be there, so I think that's saying something in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, when you have strong leaders – um, mm-hmm. You 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 fall in line accordingly. I, I honestly I That's think right. Boogie would be fine, and, and from That's what right. I've heard, he's an amazing individual. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes understated a lot of time with professional athletes. Uh, right. You know, separate from the reputation we know of him, um, he's a great guy. He's a fun guy to be around. I think guys like to play with him, and um, he'll come in and take his time and get healthy. And I think he'll just he'll he'll, he'll fall in line with the rest of the crew yeah. and so have fun. You brought up a, a good question. And it's hard to tell sometimes, but who is the leader on, on this Golden State team? Like, it, it, at, at times we can tell it's Durant offensively, mm-hmm. but then it looks like emotionally it's Draymond. But then you mm-hmm. look at somebody leading by example, and it's Steph. But then you look at that quiet storm, and it's you know, it's also Clay. Like, who mm-hmm. exactly would you look at, would you point at and say, this is the leader of this squad? It's a great question. I, I think you hit the head on the nail with the descriptions of each guy. Um, they all bring something different to the table. If I had to pick one guy... I, I just would say Steph. Mm. Um, I, naturally, I, I would I would think Steph, but they all bring a different element. Um, you know, Draymond is the emotional leader mm-hmm. uh, uh, of that group, and he has, gosh, that that guy has more guts in his body than than most. He's he's just he's that guy. He's fearless. Um, you know, Clay the same way, but Clay doesn't express it the same way. And even um even even Steph even KD you know Clay Steph and KD are much more quiet than Draymond obviously but those those guys are fearless man um, you know while we were talking about Boogie I I just pulled up and I don't think people know this but he shot thirty seven percent from three the year before thirty five percent last oh Boogie's the that's, best that's he's the best not, big man three point shooter in the league it's just not fair. Clearly. 
It's not if he gets anywhere near healthy, it's not fair. So it's is it is fair. it tough? Is it tough to be a part of this organization? You know, even working with the the Santa Cruz Warriors, and mm-hmm. deal with all the hate because that's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, hate the Warriors because they did it the right way, the homegrown way, and were able to get a championship mm-hmm. uh, through the draft and through uh, free agency and things like that. But then you get Kevin Durant and you keep winning. Mm-hmm. And then the hate continues when, like Deloney said, you go and get sign a guy like Boogie. Like, do they thrive off of the hate or is it something that really gets in some of their some of their heads sometimes? Um, I, I don't, you know, that's a good question, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, what is, what is hate at this point, right? right. It's, it's, it's words. It's, jealousy. it's Twitter. I guess right. the overall jealousy. Twitter, I guess right. is what I'm. What I'm. How do you deal with the, the jealousy from fans from other players? Because it's not winning. just. Yeah, it's, I mean that's the thing. Because it's not just. It's no longer just pundits and and media right. like us that are saying, you know, the, the Warriors are the soft way and everything. Now it's yeah. it's coming out to other. It's other players that are saying that's not the way I would do it, and yeah. I would stay there and do homegrown stuff. Is that is that tough for any of them to hear well, even after all the I, winning? I don't. I don't know. But if you look in a in a historical context. This has always happened. This is not new. Always. Look at those Lakers teams. Always. Look at those Boston teams. Yeah. Um, this is this is how the league works. I guess the the way information travels now and with you know technology now, maybe it's more in front of us. But this is this is nothing new. No. Yeah. You know, pa- parity is a myth, right? In, uh-huh. in the NBA, if you really look back at the history, there's very few teams that have titles. Right. And, and and part of that and, and I, I think what makes more people uncomfortable, if, if, if anything, is that back in the days, players didn't have much leverage. Right. So mm-hmm. teams had to trade and finagle to get these superstars and they held on to mm-hmm. them versus stars now don't have to wait. They shot. They sign shorter term deals and do what they want to do. And for a lot of people, that makes them uncomfortable for yes. a whole lot of reasons that we could spend a whole segment on. But I actually love players with the leverage, with the foresight to say, you know, I want to play basketball in the Bay Area. I love the culture. I love the weather. And that's what I want to do. That is a, and I don't have a problem. That with is it. a phenomenal segue mm-hmm. because right. there is one player that impacts the entire NBA that has really created <clears throat> this upward mobility for players. And that guy is LeBron James. LeBron mm-hmm. James is now in the Western Conference. I'm curious to know, and let's, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to ask you about the hometown team, uh, about okay. the Blazers. Um, how does uh, what does LeBron coming to the Western Conference? What does that do to a team like the Blazers, who seemingly didn't really make a whole lot of offseason moves to improve their squad? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, I, I don't know. I I'll answer it this way: LeBron coming to the Lakers is, I think it's it's big news right now. But I, I'm still, I, I'll I'll wait to see how it <laughs> right. all plays out. Because if you ask me right now. And this is not a definite, but what are they, the fourth best team in the West right now? If yeah. That, you know, so, you know, what does that do to the Blazers? Mm. Make pushes them down until does not it, necessarily. On, on paper or like, you know. Yeah. I, well, it, like, well, what? to be fair, on paper, the Blazers have been pegged to finish 10th, 11th for Two the or past three, three years. years and they've mm-hmm. made the playoffs every year. And, and, and again, there's something about basketball that, you know, the, the sum of the parts are better than those individuals. You, you know go. what I'm saying? There you and, go. And, and somehow the Blazers and their brand always keeps winning and they win games they're not supposed to win. And, of course, you know, the, the playoffs were kind of a letdown. But if you look at that roster and look at that record, you know, they, they don't match. And so I give a lot of credit to guys like Damian Litter going first team. 
uh, all mm-hmm. NBA. I, I I I don't think that that La- I think that Laker team can be a nightmare. I mean, I, I mean, when you look at those guys that they signed, those are, uh, I mean, that's a nut squad, yeah. right? <laughs> so, and, and Lance and, Stevenson's been working on the shot and actually working out and trying to yeah. hoop and things like that. Yeah. Like that could be a problem for yeah. a lot of teams. Yeah. Like as I'll, I'll wait to see. I won't. I won't yeah. count LeBron out. But I think to go back to your question, I mean, regular season, I think the Blazers will be the Blazers. Now, if you get, you don't want to be in a seven game series with LeBron. Right. That that's where it gets tricky, but. You know, I, I think the Blazers will be fine and competitive. Uh, but you still got Houston. You got Utah. You obviously got Golden State. I mean. Yeah. Who's the biggest threat to the Golden State Empire? <laughs> I mean, the, uh, I think the, we can clearly say it's I, it's 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 I, not Portland. And it, it, you, are you talking about at least, ex- at least that's what Kevin Durant told C.J. McCollum, is that it's not yeah, Portland. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he's wrong for that. Yeah. Uh, or is, was he? Yeah, was he that. wrong for that? He's he's wrong. Wrong. Let's, let's be honest about now. it. I mean, um, just, hey. No, I don't. I, externally, maybe Houston, but I, I still think it's uh, if, if the Warriors stay healthy. I, I think um, I think the Warriors are the biggest threat to themselves. It's just, just hmm. you know, yeah, the, the way they're built is is you know it's, it's tough. Houston, you know, had shot last year. I mean, they were they were what? I think they were up they were up, up yeah. three two when, yeah. when 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 CP got hurt. So they definitely have a shot. But you know, adding Boogie changes a lot. I I think. You know, and and a lot of my boys hate this, but you know, Golden State, Houston are the teams that are at the forefront of that whole analytics movement, right? Just around, you know, we're gonna shoot a whole lot of threes, we're gonna defend, you know, the mm-hmm. three pointer, and we're gonna make you shoot two pointers, and and mm-hmm. and a lot of people, right, are that's so anti to everything that you were taught, but there's a reason that you know, Golden State and Houston are keep. You know they keep pushing that 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 window because I think I thought what what Houston did last year was pretty impressive mm-hmm. because I didn't think that the CP and and Harden was going to work and for them to you know push the champs to you know potentially knocking them out in in the conference finals was pretty impressive but yeah. I do think they take a step back losing Ariza and, 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 and gaining and I I think. You know anybody that thinks that that's a home run? I haven't watched Melo play in the last. No, three, four it's it's years. gonna it's gonna be <laughs> a struggle. It's gonna be a struggle. Uh, all right, well, coming up next, man, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna do hate it or love it, man. I'm gonna fill Mike and Deloney in about how to do this. But first, Jesse at Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. Oh, this is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad Don't on 1080 just, The I'm Fan. Yeah, my radio, bro. We out. Yeah, this is a yeah, but you caught the the hate it or love it and the yeah. This is hate it or love it. This is our competition themed segment now. Uh, first, it just went from a regular, you know, back and forth, and you know, but now we take points and we've got sounds and uh, it's pretty easy if you've never interacted with us. Uh, they, Jesse asked a question. Uh, we just say whether we hate or love that scenario, and then we just tell them why. Uh, whomever has the most points at the end will win, and we'll get to pretty much come up with the um, the topic of our very last segment, which is typically only like four or five minutes long, so it's not long anyway. So uh, with that, Jesse, I will uh, let you get started, bro. Yeah, I'm pretty – And when we have uh, guests, I'm pretty lax with the whole yeah. situation. So 
it, we'll just be dishing out points left and right, probably. There we go. So yeah, I, I will, like uh, I guess, um, Deloney, I will let you start and we will go. I, we, as I recall, last time we had uh, Mr. Deloney on the airwaves, he won. I'm kind of nice at this. So, I mean, I we, believe it, you get to choose whether you want to go hey, first man. or not because it, uh, you yeah. know, I will I will allow I will allow my guest to to go first. Man, so, yes. I got no, I, I defer to the kind of story. Yeah, okay. I will allow my guest to go I first. So, Deloney, you I got it, it. Let's go. Here we go. All right. Uh we're doing a uh basketball uh, hour here, so we'll we'll start we'll start in um, in LA. Okay. Um, we had some good conversation back here with the basketball, chatting about Golden State and a little bit about LeBron down in LA. Anticipation the the team that we got down there. The interesting storyline of Lance Stevenson joining forces with. LeBron James, and we all know that Lance Stevenson blew in LeBron's ear in the playoffs several years ago. Interesting narratives between those two. But at the same time, uh, we've seen greatness from Lance Stevenson, and more often than not, we've seen a lack of greatness from Lance Stevenson. Um, Love or hate? Playing next to LeBron James, Lance Stevenson will be in the all-star conversation. Not even close. Hate it. (laughs) So Lance Stevenson is not good. I mean, let's 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 just be real. I mean, his highlight is wow. him hooping at the YMCA, getting buckets on me. So at at the end of the day, th- there's a reason he's available, right? There's a reason they signed him for a one year deal. He's he's a bum. He's not very good. Everybody in the NBA ain't good. And there's a reason they got these guys for one year deals because the idea is to flush all that down the toilet and go get some top free agents next year. I don't believe none of that is nonsense. Rack me. It's on you, Mike. So I got to follow that. I, um, <laughs> I'll try to be short and to the point. I actually love it. I, I think um, LeBron will, will appreciate that element alongside of him. Lance has a little bit of goon to him. Um, and I think he can take he can do some of the dirty work that that hasn't been done um, on LeBron type teams, I guess you will. So um, I love it. I love it. I think he is. I think he is talented. Um, he can defend. Obviously, he can get to the rim, and he's a uh, he can be intimidating at times. So more more intangibles than skill, maybe. You know, but I I, I love it. Um, I I hate it. Um. A couple reasons. Lance Stevenson is probably the fifth best player on this Lakers team now. Uh, you still got Kyle Kuzma, who I believe is the best young player, one of the best young players in the NBA. Uh, you still got Lonzo Ball, who still has a lot of room for improvement. Like you redraft today, and Lonzo Ball is still going to be a top three pick in this in uh, in last year. I'm, no, I'm saying in last and considering the, the rookies that came out last year, he's still going to be a top three pick. You know, you do that all over again. He still finished top ten in assists. He still can't shot, can't shoot the ball, but still averaged eight or nine points. So he's only going to get better. So I think Lance Stevenson, outside of him blowing on LeBron, that's his. That's his one claim to fame. That's how we remember him most. And I don't think guys like that really make the all-star team. I look at guys like Mo Williams, who had a little bit of an offensive game in the Eastern Conference, able to make an all-star team. I look at a guy like Zadrina Silgoskis, who was seven feet whatever, and when you play in the Eastern Conference, you're able to make an all-star team. Here's a guy that played with both Danny Granger and Paul George and was never able to break break through that ceiling and become an all-star. He's an irritant. He's a defensive player. At very best, he's Tony Allen and a weak version of him. I, I like that irritant. 
Yeah. That's what he is. He, he definitely he's an irritant. Is. We roasted him. I, I, we really did, man. <laughs> That's bad. I, now, I, I, now, when I said that, I, I said that there, we've seen short bursts of greatness from him, and I, I don't. I, I think everybody forgets how good that team was uh, a few years ago in uh, Indy mm-hmm. when he had Paul George, and it seemed Lance Stevenson was doing a triple double every other day. Um, I, I think. I think Lance Stevenson was kind of on that arc where we thought he was going to be a great NBA player. Didn't make it, obviously, to that point. So I'm curious. I, I I said this behind the scenes. I think LeBron does a better job of making his role players, elevating his role players than he does all-stars. And that's, I, I mean, typically what's around you anyway. So he, he elevates the rest of his team better than most people. Um, we'll move on. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony. Um, what a lightning rod that name is. Uh, used to be considered a great player in the NBA, now considered a diva in the NBA. Some still think he has greatness in him. Some think he's a scrub and should just not be in the NBA anymore. But the Houston uh, Rockets believe that he's got something left in the tank. Now, the question is, can he do what other all-stars that have aged do, and that is accept a role lesser than what he's accustomed to? He proved last year in OKC he wasn't willing to do that. But next to James Harden and Chris Paul, who is a leader of men, love or hate, Mello will learn to take that step back and take that lesser role in Houston. So just off top, the first thing you have to do, and you said it, you got to humble yourself. And and that's what Melo's proven that he can't, <clears throat> won't do. Um, when we, we talked earlier about Golden State and Houston pushing the envelope on this new type of basketball, threes and D, passing around. Carmel's not a very good three-point shooter. He he's a he's a ball sticker. We call him the black hole. When the ball gets to him, he jab steps, jab step, jab step. It's bad for offense. So you'll always have Melo get his numbers. That's not a question. But the way Melo gets his numbers hates the hurts the continuity of the team. So that's why I don't think it's a good pickup. I think I mean Ariza is really built for that team. Uh, and you got a guy that still in the in his mind thinks he's a franchise guy. And so when 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 you have you know guys that are that are declining but still have you know my 19 you know my 2007 image of yourself, it can hurt the team. And and you know I. Chris Paul's going to have his his work cut out in trying to get Melo to fit in this. And let's not forget, Melo and D'Antoni didn't work well in New York. I don't know. People Mm. forget this. That was a disaster. So Mm. nothing changed. In fact, they want to pay faster than they did in New York, not slower. So I think this is a a train wreck waiting to happen. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to hate this one, too. And that's no no knock on Melo. I think he's... uh, you know, when we saw him at his best, Melo was one of the best scorers in the league. But the, the problem is he was fed the ball a lot. I don't see him getting his touches with this. He, he won't get the touches the same way with this unit. Um, and as compared to you, you lose a Trevor Ariza, I think you need to bring in the same type of intangible. A four spacer, he, he's going to get five to eight shots, um, and, and that's it. You're not the focal point. I don't. And in recent years, Melo hasn't proved – to be valuable if he's not the focal point. So where do we go with this defensively? You know, I don't, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. Um, I, I don't I, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, as far as the coaching goes, maybe 
maybe Harden and Paul can shoulder a lot of that responsibility and just, you know, guys do man players do manage players. So there is some leadership there that maybe he he'll be able to uh I don't want to say submit, but just kind of fall in line and be the that third guy, I guess, you know. So hate it. Um, I I mean, I not to be the naysayer, but I kind of love it. Here's why. Um, Melo's in a situation where he's coming to a team and he's not even the third best player on the team. You know, him being in Houston, uh, you look at a guy like Clint Capella, who is incredibly valuable to what Houston's able to do. The reason I think you, uh, Chris Paul and James Harden are so important on the team is they both know how to pass the ball, and Capella is huge off of that pick and roll. Man, now you're looking at a situation where Melo is going to get a lot of wide open shots because you have to double team a guy like James Harden because outside of Stephen Clay, I mean, is there a more dangerous person? with the ball in their hands in the league right now. I mean, Dame, Damian Lillard, you know, outside of that, like the list is incredibly short as far as getting having guys that can get buckets for you. Melo's going to be in a situation he's going to see a lot of open shots because you do got to double um, James Harden. You will have to double Capella off of that pick and roll because he can't score otherwise, and that's going to be the only way he does it. Um, it didn't work with him and D'Antoni, but I think the reason it didn't work is because Melo had to be the focal point. He had to be the guy to run this up-tempo offense, and that just wasn't how he played. I think in this situation, he'll just be able to run the floor, stop and pop, and be able to... Westbrook is a point guard that doesn't play point guard. You know, he's, he gives the ball he gives the ball up when he feels like he's threatened and has to do it. You know what I'm saying? Here's a situation where you got two guys that know how to get their players in their very best position, so I think he can be fine. All right. So uh, going into the final round, we do have a tie. So uh, at our best, huh? All right. All right. So um, mm, what do we? Let's. Okay. This will be kind of an interesting one. I think uh, we all can say that um, there were some teams in the West that improved in the off season. Um, however, one team here in the Northwest that we all know and love uh, probably did not improve very much in the offseason. Love or hate, the Portland Trailblazers will fail to make the playoffs. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, no, I, I hate it. They they will make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we let's let's not forget what we finished third in the in, in the in the West last year. I mean, that was in, incredible that run that they they really put on. I still think Nurk can and will improve. I think uh, as much as we all love Ed Davis, I think getting Ed out the way will help those younger guys get even better because all of a sudden those are their minutes. Uh, you know, Dame and CJ always play better with the chip on their shoulder. So, you know, those are those are big when they say, you know, the Blazers won't even make the playoffs. And let's be real. Everybody's been wrong last, you know, 10 years, well, excuse me, three or four years because they keep saying we won't make the playoffs. And not only do we make the playoffs, we're, you know, we wound up with the home uh, court advantage. So, uh, you know, by default, I, I can't see them going from third to ninth. Right. I mean, nobody people didn't make that you know, many improvements and jumps. So I really think we got great action to, to if, if the, if the bar is making the playoffs, we'll do just fine and, and make the playoffs. Now, you know, what we do afterwards, a whole nother conversation. Um, I don't have much on this one, but I, I hate it too. I think they'll make the playoffs uh, for sure. The core, the core of the team. Um, when I say the core, mm. you got Dame, you got CJ, you're, you're going to score points. Um, and then the West is not, eh, it's the West is top heavy, right? But once you get down, you know, five, six, seven, or eight, I think it's I think it's anybody's, I think it's anybody's conference. So I I feel confident about the Blazers. 
um, making the playoff. Now, what they do when they get there, that's 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 an entirely different question. Um, but, yeah, playoffs for sure. Uh, hate that the Blazers make the playoffs. Is that what the question was? The, don't make the playoffs. Oh, the Blazers don't make the playoffs? Yes. Love. Um, I mean, I, I th- I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Like, and this isn't a – I, 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 I love my team, <laughs> and I, I really – I want nothing but the best for the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets, Utah, OKC, Lakers, all those teams got better in the offseason. Uh, San Antonio traded a star for a lower end star, but a star nonetheless. The Denver Nuggets got the number one, what should have been the number one pick in the draft at the 13th overall pick to a team that was this close to making it in the playoffs. And, oh, the New Orleans Pelicans who ran circles around the Trailblazers in the play, in the playoffs and swept them in four games is projected to be the eighth best team in the NBA. Um, I'm just looking at a Blazers team that didn't make any great moves. Minnesota is probably the only other team uh, that probably should be ahead of the Blazers. Outside of that, they're they're only better than the Clippers, the Mavericks, possibly the Grizzlies and, and the Suns. And we don't know what we're going to get from the Suns just yet. So um, I, I think the Blazers are a good team, but the Western Conference is so thick and it's so stacked to where, man, ninth. There was last year, there was a, a two-game difference, three-game difference between third place and out of the playoffs. So that's how competitive this conference is. Are they going to win four, 55 games? No. But 43 games, it, it could be enough for you to possibly miss the playoffs this year. All right. Well, then, that was a, uh, a good final around there. Good showdown winner today. Rashad Taylor. Woo! That's what's up. I keep telling you. Oh, see, says the person that won last time. So, so we're way over. So when we come back, uh, sports right here on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sing it with me, fellas. Glorious. Man, what? Hey, hey, this is never heard this. Is this your okay. championship song? Yes, it is. We about to pull your card, my brother. Why? No, don't pull this card. That's <laughs> Why? Listen to the words. That's some great stuff. I think Grant played that after the uh, state championship. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Talking about how yeah, we won't give in that's to victorious. Man. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> we ain't gonna quit. Um, Lynch and I will not be in studio next week. Once he is back from Vegas, we will be at. Uh, the Winco Foods Portland Open, which is at Witch Hollow at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, looking forward to that. Always a great time out at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, these are where a lot of these guys are looking for their PGA cards. So uh, it's always a great time. They're always awesome hosts. And so we want to make sure that we uh, do do good by them, you know, out there. So that's where Lynch and I will be next week. Lynch never really dresses up for it. I'm always like in golf attire. And then Lynch is like in cargo shorts and like a death metal T-shirt and stuff like that. So there's always a nice little dichotomy of of, of dressing up there. But um, it's like this the last segment. I didn't really have anything to to talk about. I, I mean, sports. You know, I know there's a there's some rule changes in NCAA, and you know, Mike kind of bought those up because that's really going to affect uh, what a lot of our students are able to do moving forward and how they're able to maneuver. Uh, just real quick, Mike, let me, you, you've been an assistant or grad assistant over at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how you think this, these, some of these changes are going to affect, uh, college basketball and potentially NBA. Um, 
It's interesting. I, I would have to read back through all of them, but it's uh, it 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 adds uh, an element that that um will encourage more kids to go um to college. I don't I don't know about staying, which I, I think is the real issue with college basketball um, from a competitive standpoint. When you're looking at leagues, you want kids to stay because yes. that's how you be, you know guys get better. You get guys there for three years. Um, you get some of these high, you know more talented guys if they can stay for a long period of time. Uh, it just bolsters um, everything about the programs. But uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know these rules. It doesn't. The bottom line with the NCAA is money. Mm-hmm. Let's just, it's just money. And right. I, I think the the we say student athlete, and that I, I think that gives people a misperception. This yeah. amateurism. It is, it is money, 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 and no, and every rule they put in place did not impact the money being generated in a negative way. They're not gonna detract or if that's the right word from that so um they they want money and, and and that's what it comes down to so well yeah we've and college sports is just a, a huge money grab and none of which mm-hmm. is for the students ad's are getting rich coaches are definitely getting rich um presidents and you know and school administrators are getting rich uh the students are being fined for taking <laughs> accepting suits to go to someone's wedding or um, something like that right. so Bubblegum. Yeah. Um, man, Mike, what do you got going on, man? I know you say you just got back from a Clay Thompson camp. Was that what it, what it was? Yeah, I was at um Clay Thompson's camp in um Orange County, Orange County, California, and then um, but pretty much right now I'm not much going on. I'll report back to Oakland uh, mid September uh, for workouts and training camp starts. So once I get back to Oakland, we'll we'll pretty much be in the swing of things. Um. But yeah, that's that's an enjoying time with family. You know, with the G League job, I'm I'm in, I'm traveling seven months out of the year. My family's still in Portland, so um, I need to take advantage of this time. Uh, with 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 my crew. Yeah. Uh, and the wife. So. Absolutely. Uh, Deloney, man, uh, there is a music festival next week. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we we uh, started. Doing this probably about five years ago. We it was originally called Party in the Park, right? Uh, from then it's expanded. It's a full day uh, of music, fun, celebration, celebrating the neighborhood, celebrating our history, uh, and it's free, free ninety nine. Come to come to the park, bring your family. Uh, we're having you know great musicians throughout the day uh, with our headliner being Lakeside. Lakeside. For those Lakeside. who don't know, come along and ride on a. Fantastic Coolio voyage. Coolio did not make that song. No, that is that, not that Coolio originally. That is Lakeside. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, and actually, I will be hosting the second half of the uh, music festival. So, please, if you guys are around, you want to come to Unthink Park, you want to bring your families. It is a free event. There will be local vendors that are there. Um, so, yeah, it should be a really fun time, man, able to bring your, fam- your family out and, you know, catch some, catch some tunes for a little bit. Are you going to be in town for that, Mike? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I should be. Jesse, you going to bring Marie out there? I think there might even be gluten-free beer options. Uh, I don't know. I'll, we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> I thought the gluten-free the, the beer gluten would be beer the thing, I mean, thought that was it. I mean, I thought yeah, that, that was it. I thought that was hooked. Yeah, I just, I don't, it, it's a might. That's the problem. Because I'll get there and I am admittedly, if I find out that there isn't, I'd be a grumpy, grumpy, grumpy Gus. No, it's all good. Well, if not, we'll make sure uh, we figure something out for you and everything. But, um, man, we've had a lot of good conversation today. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to come in, Mike. Like I said, tip, people typically... Stand us up, low key. 
So, man, I'm glad that you were able to come in and able to to kind of rock with us for a little bit, man. Thank, thank, thanks for asking me. Yeah, I appreciate indeed. it. Indeed, man. Deloney, as always, man, I appreciate you for coming out. I know it's early, bro. Man. So I appreciate y'all for getting up and, and making it happen. last night. Uh, again, we <laughs> will be back next week, although Lynch and I, like I said, we'll be at the Winco Foods Portland Open at, um, at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, so the show will be from 9 to 11. We'll be out there with the homie Rick. Rick is a great person to have with me because ladies like to talk to him and he and all his tattoos. So I will be flanking Rick at Pumpkin Ridge. So if you guys are out there, you see us walking around, man, don't hesitate to come and have a beer with us. Come say what's up, shake a hand, let's take some pictures, all that stuff. But again, man, uh, you can find him at uh, at AD Deloney on Twitter. Mike, do you have a Twitter handle or an Instagram no, people can no, reach you no at? No Twitter handle. I am on Instagram, uh, Mike Lee SC. Mike Lee SC, Santa Cruz, I assume. You can get at me at TaylorMade503 or at Jesse Osmond. It's spelled A-S-Z-M-A-N. Thank you again so much for rocking with us. For my guy, Mike Lee, for Anthony Deloney, for Jesse Osmond, this was Sports Sunday. Peace. Demos. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! Arrgh!